0: You're listening to World Evangelistic Podcast. Preaching the word. Winning souls. Stirring up the gifts in believers. Equipping saints to do the work of the ministry. And now. now. Evangelist Kofi.
1: Pastor Nis is a medical doctor who doesn't want to practice medicine but wants to preach. Amen. (laughs) He's a medical doctor and a preacher. Very um, dynamic, young guy. Very on fire for God. Very anointed. Very, very passionate. And then he just keeps pumping kids into this world. (laughs) No, nah, I'm just kidding. He 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 has one, and one is on the way. So, it's it's a good thing. The Bible said that be fruitful and multiply. And he it's said, a "If the Lord commanded, then I'm going to heed to it." So, <laughs> so it is it is actually a great uh, honor to have him here. He's been one of the most busiest people during this quarantine. I always see him on social media, on one platform and the other, broadcasting, going in and out, and, and whatnot. And um it's he's, he's a great friend, he's more like a brother, so you know when friends move, we go from friends and then becomes like a brother. So I, his father was on the other time, and we had an, a tremendous time with his father. Yeah. It was um a great honor to even get bishop on here. but today we have the son, so father, son <laughs> <laughs> so i'm'm I'm, I'm like honored to have my friend, my brother here, and our am personally, you know, most of the people that watch actually know who you are already, so. Yeah. But those that don't know you, now they do. So, yeah, let's go, whatever.
0: All right, it's a blessing to come your way this morning, um, wherever you are in the world. First of all, I'd like to honor Apostle Jonathan Shuttlesworth, together with the entire team at Revival today. I was blessed to be around last year. And so I believe I know most of you, you know, unless they've changed um, some of the stuff, but I believe that I know everybody. And so um, I'm sending you love from this part of the world, from Ghana, you know, the best, the best place to be any day, any time, you know, it's, it's, it's always summer here. I
1: so know. <laughs>
0: you, you need to come down here and, you know, and have fun with us, but it's a blessing Um, We thank God for the gift of today. I also want to thank God for my brother, Evangelist Kofi, for the great work he's doing and for his powerful prayer sessions. So more grace to you. We thank God for our newest baby. And it's a blessing um, for what God is doing. Like you said, he said we should multiply and replenish. And so we'll keep multiplying and we'll keep replenishing. Amen and amen. All right. So today, I just want to speak to you briefly on the theme, praying in the midst of hard times, praying in the midst of hard times. I believe we all go through hard times. You know, if you're on and you've not been through any hard times, I'd like to know. But I believe that in the course of our journey or in our walk with God, we all have times where, you know, it looks like let me throw in the towel let me give up. But the word of the Lord declares in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, it says, men ought to pray and not to faint. And so the moment you stop praying, you start fainting. And even in these times where the world is surrounded by this pandemic, it is necessary that believers go into the secret place and seek the face of God for what next. Now, the Bible declares in the book of First Kings, the book of 1 Kings, chapter 18. I'm reading from verse 1. After a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. I pray that the word of the Lord will come upon you in a specific and in a unique way today. But when we skip all the way to the verse number 41 verse 41 the same first kings 18 41 and elijah said to ahab go eat and drink for there is the sound of a heavy rain so ahab went off to eat and drink but elijah climbed to the top of carmel bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees so we we'll understand that although elijah gave the prophetic word He had to go back into the secret place. He had to seek the face of God for the manifestation of this word. And I'm sure a lot of us, we read the promises of God in his word. You know, the Lord said, you'll be the head and not the tail, above and never beneath. But if you are not a praying believer, or if you are not a praying Christian, permit me to say that these things are not likely to manifest in your life. So although Elijah gave the prophetic word, he he could easily have gone to bed. You know, let let me just relax. I prophesied and it's going to come to pass. But people of God, no prophecy is automatic. There must be sons of God and daughters of God that are seeking him. So the Bible says, and Elijah climbed up to the top of Mount Carmel. You know, there's one man of God. He said something. He said, any man that bends his knees in prayer can see farther than anyone standing on the mountaintop. And so when you pray, God just lifts you up onto a certain dimension. And that was what happened to the prophet Elijah. That after giving this prophetic word, he climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, put his face in between his knees. And then he sent his servant, verse 43. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked and he said, there is nothing there. You know, I've seen a lot of Christians pray. They pray once, pray twice, and the miracle they're waiting for or whatever they've been believing God for is not happening, and then they give up. But people of God, in these times, we must not give up because if you give up, you'll never know what could have been. And one of the reasons why you need a prayer life is because prayer, or the most accurate measure of your prayer life, of your spiritual life, sorry, is your prayer life. Let me take it again. The most accurate measure of your spiritual life is your, pray, is your prayer life. Now, if you don't pray, you become a prey for the enemy. Take note of that. And so even when we look at somebody like Hannah, the Bible sees that Hannah was without a child. And the Bible sees that the other wife of her husband that was penitent kept on, you know, provoking her, kept on worrying her, kept on troubling her. And in a particular year, the Bible says that Haman went to Shiloh. And she prayed so much that her lips were moving, but nothing was coming out. Hmm. And Eli, who was the priest, thought that she was drunk. And she said, I am not drunk, as you suppose, but I'm a woman who, who is bedding. I need a child from the Lord. And the Bible says that, and God gave her some more. Now, any time you pray, there's a manifestation. That is why the Bible declares in Jeremiah 33, 3, Call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things we do not know of. And so the God we said, he's not just a God that will say, call unto me and I will show up. But when we call upon him, he shows up. And I believe that even in the midst of this pandemic, God will show up for you. I saw a post the other day and it said, God is moving you from waiting on it to walking in it. I pray that anything you've been waiting for in this season... Some of you have lost your jobs. Some of you have lost your businesses. But as Evangelist Kofi said in the beginning, there will be a restoration. And so we speak a restoration over you. Any of your years that the locust, the and the caterpillar has eaten, may the Lord restore it unto you. The word of the Lord declares that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. And so we'll understand from this text that Elijah had to send his servant seven times. And I believe that for all those times, Elijah was still praying. People of God, we Mm. must still continue in prayer. Philippians 4, verse 6 declares, do not be anxious about anything but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And I know that one of the remedies for anxiety is prayer. Because if you are not praying, you'll be anxious. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. But prayer takes away anxiety. Jesus said, why do you worry? Foxes have holes, birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no way to lay his head. And so if you are a praying Christian, you will not worry. So worrying Christians won't pray, and praying Christians will not worry. Let me take it again. Worrying Christians will not pray, and praying Christians will not worry. And so Elijah... At the seventh time, the servant came and said, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. Maybe you've been praying and the fullness of your testimony or your miracle has not manifested fully yet. Maybe for today is just a cloud you are seeing. But I want to prophesy into your life That soon there is going to be the sound of an abundance of rain. Maybe it may not look like it. Maybe it, it looks like, you know, this is just halfway. But I came to decree and declare over you. The Bible says you will decree a thing and it shall be established. I believe that as I'm speaking over you, the spirit of the Lord is entering into you. You are receiving faith for more, faith for new things. The Bible says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. For behold, I do a new thing. You see, many believers only pray when they have problems. Hmm. A lot of believers only pray when they are in trouble. But if you pray only when you're in trouble, then you're in more trouble, I'm telling you. That's true. And sometimes God will create things in such a way that he'll be your only hope or he'll be the only person you can run to. That's why if you had not had that bad breakup, or if you, your business did not go down, you'll never have gone on your knees to pray. But God will sometimes create things in a way, sometimes make the process in such a way that you will seek Him first. You know, too many Christians today we make prayer a last resort. When we do everything with our own might and with our own strength and it fails, then we come back to try to pull God into our plans but it must always be God first because if you seek God first you'll never be last that's why the word of the lord declares in matthew 633 seek me first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you so even in the midst of these times like elijah he was expecting rain, but all he saw was a cloud. He did not stop praying. He kept on praying. I want to encourage somebody out there today that don't stop praying. Type it in the comment section that I won't stop praying because if you stop praying, you stop living. Now, the word of the Lord declares in Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called, by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their love. So God wants to hear you. God wants his people to be in the secret place. Let me tell you something. The secret place is not just a place of declarations and confessions, but the secret place is a place of prayer. And in the secret place, One of the things God does is that he works on us so that we can work for him. That's why in Psalm 91 it says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom will I trust. So when we read on the verse 44, so Elijah said, Go and tell Ahab, hit up your chariot. And go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The the wind rose. A heavy rain started falling. The rain started falling. Why? Because Elijah did not give up. There are countless stories in the word of God. When men did not give up, they kept on praying. Daniel, the word of the Lord makes us understand. He understood by books that the desolation of Jerusalem was going to last for 70 years. Immediately, he went before the Lord and sackcloth in prayer and in fasting. You know, I love fasting so much. A lot of people who come around me know that I'm a man of God, by the grace of God, I fast. And one of the ways by which you can boost your prayer life is to fast. Jesus said, man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So prayer is a fasting is a boost is a booster for your prayer life so in the book of joel chapter two joel chapter two let's go quickly to joel chapter two i believe you are being blessed this morning you know there's a story of of a fisherman who called himself the greatest fisherman he had all the fishing nets fishing hooks but you see he had never caught any fish And somebody will ask why had he never caught any fish? Because he never went out to fish. He had everything for fishing, called himself the greatest fisherman, but he had never caught any fish in his life. It's just like it's just like the people with go ahead.
1: The people with prayer books sitting, Mm. you know, or the people with like cookbooks, they have all the best cookbooks in the world, but they never open them and they never cook. And the people with prayer books, they have so many prayer books. But
0: they never opened those prayer books to pray. Exactly. So, as a believer, one thing you need to understand is that God has made power available to you. The Bible says, in my name, you will cast out serpents. You will speak in new tongues. You will drink poisonous substances. And they will not harm you. So, I always say that even if the enemy has meant to poison you, once you take that poison... As soon as it gets into your gut, it's going to turn into apple juice because there's so much power you carry on the inside. The Bible says greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That is why Elijah could stand against the prophets of Baal and decree and declare that the God that answers by fire, he is God. And so I want you to know that there's so much power, the Bible says, but as many as believe him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Ha, lo, she, ne, ge, Hallelujah. Father, we
1: bless your name. Rakuzito. Oh, break a bear, the Thank you, Holy Spirit. All
0: right, So To the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah chapter 1, from verse 1. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakamiah. In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. If you are in great trouble and disgrace, then I believe that this word is a timely word for you. Hmm. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down. Maybe your wall is your business. Maybe your wall is your job. Hmm. Maybe your wall is your marriage. Maybe your wall is your relationship. And it looks like it is coming down right before your eyes. But I brought you a sure word from Jehovah this morning, that things are turning around for your good. When men say there's a casting down, you will decree that there is a lifting up, you know. And so what others will go through, you will go through and come out better. You will go through and come out stronger. You will go through and come out greater. And so they brought this news to Nehemiah, and he said, and its gates have been burned with fire. Maybe it looks like, you know, Everything you have worked hard to build has just come down during this season. Everything you've saved, everything is broken down. Verse number four. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. So, people of God, going through times like this, it's so, so, you know, it's okay to cry, it's okay to weep, but don't stop there. The Bible says, weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. When things are not working, you weep a little. But after weeping, what do you do? And so it goes on to say, for some days I mourn and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. So after you weep, you clean your tears, put yourself together, you know, get dressed, put on your good perfume and face the enemy. Said And prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love, let your ear be attentive mm. and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day mm. and night. I speak over you today that any prayer you have prayed in the secret place. My ears are open, and I hear somebody praying. You're saying, Father, restore me. I pray that that restoration, may it be released unto you right now. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, for your for your trouble, I will give you double. Any trouble you have been through this season, may there be a release of double. Amen. If you're on time, double in the comment box. Amen. The Bible says, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Today, I see every captivity turning around. So Nehemiah said, Lord, let your ears be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer. Your servant is praying before you day and night. Can I announce to you one thing? That any time you pray, it is not in vain. The Bible says that your labor of love shall not be in vain. So anytime you bend your knees, bended knees are not wasted knees. But when you bend your knees, God releases answers. The other day, the Bible says Jacob wrestled with God. He wrestled with God until his name was changed. His name was changed from Jacob to Israel. And I believe that as you go into the secret place... As you war against the, the works of the enemy, the Bible says, "For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers." So, people of God, what we are fighting against, they are unseen forces like COVID nineteen. It is a serious unseen force sent from you know sent from the pit of hell, sent from darkness. But we, as God's people, we are the light of this world. I believe that we can overcome this pandemic. So, First John five four declares, "He that is born of God overcometh the world." And this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so I pray that in these times, when people are giving up, people are throwing in the towel, you will run into the secret place. Psalm 91, it says that I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by noonday. Hmm. Man of God, one of the agendas of the enemy this season is that there's a release of fear. Big one terrible spirit of fear. You know how fear is. It will even kill you before what is supposed to kill you. So, you know, people, it, it, it will go around and this is what COVID-19 does and this is what this pandemic does. By the time you realize, you may not even have the virus, but you'll be dead. But the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given unto us the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. Elijah, the other day, was with his servant, and the king of Syria had sent an army against them, and his servant was the first to see them, and he was like, Master, alas, what shall we do? And Elijah prayed a prayer, and he said, Father, open the eyes of my servant. When his eyes opened, he saw that the army of God that was with them was greater than the army that the king of Syria had sent. I pray for you today, wherever you are, that your eyes will be open to see that God is for you. And he has a huge army surrounding you. The Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? The other day, the Israelites got to the wall of Jericho. And man of God, according to you know researchers, the wall of Jericho was about seven chariots yep. joined together, the thickness of the wall. Yep. So, They, I believe that the wall did not just fall, but the wall sunk. Because if the walls fell, how were the Israelites going to go?
1: It will still be a war if the wall falls.
0: Exactly, it will still be a war. But the Bible makes us understand that when they shouted, God empowered them, made the walls sink, and they were able to go into the city of Jericho. I don't know the kind of walls surrounding you today. But as you shout in prayer, as you seek the face of God, as you call upon him, remember the word of the Lord says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. So the afflictions don't come. He put afflictions there so that you know that when afflictions come, it is not a time for you to say that, oh, the enemy has overcome me or I've been defeated. No, it is a time for you to rise up. He said many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, shall deliver him from them all. So I want you to know that deliverance is coming to you. That freedom is coming to you. The word of the Lord says, he who the son sets free shall be free indeed. You know That's why in these times, you need to consume the word of God in chunks. I believe that before this pandemic, maybe all you were doing was reading one verse a day and you were okay. But now, you know, I believe God will want you to have To have chapters in you, he will want you to study the word. Because as you eat the word, you become the word. As you eat the word, you speak the word. So the enemy will say fear, you will say faith. For The the Bible says, for the just shall live by faith. The enemy will tell you fear, you'll tell the enemy, faith comes by hearing, and by hearing the word of God. The enemy will come to you and tell you no, it's time for you to be afraid. And then you tell him, faith Is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You tell him that by faith, David was able to conquer Goliath. And so I can conquer my Goliath. And you see, until David conquered Goliath, he will not have reached his next level. Many of the giants that are before us is so that we can get to our next dimensions and to our next level. Nobody would have known about David because so far as we're concerned, David was taking care of his father's sheep. He was a shepherd. But when he overcame Goliath, then they started singing, Saul has slain his thousands, David his ten thousands. It means that a new chapter was opened for David. And I speak over you that as you conquer any Goliath in your way, David said, you come to me with sword and shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. You see, when it comes to spiritual battles, it's not about sizes. It's about the size of your God. David Mm. was way smaller compared to Goliath, but David knew that he had a God who was mighty, a God who would not let him down. And so people of God, I want us to know that we are in a war. And with this war, we need the weapon of prayer. Don't stop praying. Elijah did not stop praying. Many examples. Hannah did not stop praying. She prayed so much. Her lips were moving. Nothing was coming out. The priest thought that she was drunk hmm. said, no, I'm not drunk. I'm just moving in another dimension of prayer. I'm just moving in another realm. And there's a realm where God will just release everything. The Bible says, Philippians four nineteen: my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I don't know what your needs are. I don't know what you're waiting upon God to do. But I'm confident of one thing. God will do it. Numbers twenty three nineteen. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent from his words. Whatever God sees, it will come to pass. But one thing I want you to note in this season is that be careful of the things you see. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So when it looks like there's fear all around you, don't decree fear, decree faith, hmm. faith over fear. Because when you feed your faith, your fears will starve to death. Yep. We must make sure that our fears in this season will grow lean and our faith will grow fat. That's why we need the word of God in us. You know, it's not enough to just read the word of God. The word of God must be in you. So David said, by word have I hidden in my heart. And when you hide the word of God in your heart, praying, you know, is not a burden. Prayer becomes a joy. Prayer becomes sweet. Because you begin to decree the word. And that's what prayer is about. Prayer is simply telling God his word, standing upon his word, telling him that, Lord, no, this is what the word says. So prayer, for example, you pray in this way. If you're sick, instead of saying, Lord, I'm sick, Lord, I'm sick, touch me. You know, that's, that's one dimension of prayer. But a dimension of prayer, which is based on God's word, will say that I know that by your strides I am healed. I know that your word says, let the weak say, I am strong. You know, there are different kinds of prayer. You need money. You're trapped in poverty. You can say, Lord, your word says that for, the the, the word of the Lord declares that for our sins, he became poor so that we through his poverty might become rich. You stand upon the word because, you see, when you stand upon the word of God, it becomes your sure foundation. Remember, the Bible says that there is no other foundation other than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ. Yep. And so in these times, when it looks like prayer is difficult, prayer is not is not a bedding. Prayer is not a difficult thing. Trust in God. Depend on his word. Look up to him. The psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Clearly, in these times, we know that our help is not coming from any president, from any head of state, from... Um, from any governor, clearly God has created things in such a way that we will only depend on him. So I pray that grace will be released upon you to depend on him, to trust in him, to hold on to him, to hold on to his word, to decree his word, to speak his word, despite your situations. And I pray that as you keep doing this, may you emerge as victorious. May the hand of the Lord be upon you May anything you desire this season may it be released unto you. The God of Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, I pray that this same God will visit you. And anytime God visits, he deposits. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. Wow.
1: That's, That's amazing. Hallelujah. I want you to pray for us, you know, um, the Bible says that you can't have it unless it's given to you from above. Exactly. We know that it's it's not by mind, it's not by power, but it's by the grace of God. And the Bible said it's not to him who wills, nor neither to him who runs, but it is Mm. God that shows mercy. The race is not to the swift, neither the battle for the strong. Need that bread for men of understanding. But time and chance happens to us all. So it takes the grace of God to be able to even even have a desirable and an enjoyable prayer life. You know, I know it. Um, so sometimes you can it can be very it shouldn't be so, but you know, there is many people that desire to pray. But yep. it's it it's like dragging, you know, every time it is like hard work for them. But you, God, the grace of God can make it very enjoyable, can make it very easy, and then can make it very uh, resourceful. In meaning, um, you would, it would be full of results. And then, you know, like every time you go into prayer, He says that before you 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 ask, I heard you. So yeah. God would even resp- would answer our prayers before we even ask. I want you to pray for us that um, God will give us the grace. To be able to tarry in prayer. To be able to wait upon him in prayer. Because the Bible says that for they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Some of us need, really do need like a renewal of strength. And we know the renewal of strength comes from waiting on God. So that God will give us the grace not only to pray, but also to fast and seek his face. Amen. Amen. All right,
0: let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your mighty hand that is upon us. Thank you, Lord, that even as I'm speaking, mountains of prayer are being released upon your people, the mountains of Elijah, the mountains of Daniel. Lord, to tarry in the secret place. Lord, your word says that before they, they ask, I will do it. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And so, Father, many are those that are going through hard times. Many have walls, Jericho walls, that are surrounding them. But as they lift up their voices in prayer, I ask the God that these walls will come down. Lord, give them a the prayer life. Amen. Because this is what the disciples asked for. The disciples saw you do miracles. They saw you heal. They saw you walk in signs and wonders. But they didn't ask for anything. But they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. I pray that, Lord, you teach your people how to pray. Teach them to seek your face day and night. Mm. For your word says that seek me the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Give your people a heart of prayer. A heart that will cry out to you. And as they cry out to you, Lord, may you answer them. May your grace be sufficient unto them. For anyone that is believing you for healing. Anyone that is believing you for restoration. Believing you to come through for them as a word upon you. Let it be done, O God. May your will be done on earth for their lives, as it is in heaven. We give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen and amen. Wow, what a powerful time, Pastor. Thank you so much for joining us today. I will call you after after the program. I love you, man. You you love you, bro. You you are family, and uh, it's a great honor. What a powerful word. And uh, I'm kind of like lost of words. I'm gonna. Leave you guys so that you could go and spend time putting into practice what you've heard today. Spend time in the presence of the Lord instead of complaining and mumbling and talking about your depression. Why don't you just cast all your cares upon the Lord in prayer and God will hear you. Thank you for listening to World Evangelistic Podcast. For more info, go Go to to worldevangelistic.com.